All right. Take your Bible tonight and turn with me to Leviticus chapter 10. Leviticus chapter 10. If you would please stand for the reign of God's Word if you're able to. Leviticus chapter 10. I'll read one verse, actually the last verse in Leviticus chapter 9, but uh, our main verses are coming from Leviticus chapter 10 tonight. And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. Chapter 10, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which is commanded them, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord, and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them, and that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. We spoke last week about having a fire continually upon the altar, a fire in our lives, actually. This week we're kind of following this up a little bit, but look with me back in verse 1. It says, Nadab and Bihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, Strange Fire. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for loving us and thank you, Lord, for the goodness of God. Lord, I pray now that you would just come and work in our hearts and lives tonight. Lord, I pray that you just give me the words to say. Lord, I pray that you just challenge our hearts. Lord, we're living a day and time when there's so many different things happening, even in churches and among Christians. And Lord, it just seems like it's a free-for-all and people not following the Word of God. Dear Lord, I pray that you speak to our hearts tonight. Strengthen us. Help us to be strong in a day when this world needs to see real Christianity, strong Christianity, Christians serving the Lord. And Lord, that we might see the lost saved and lives changed. For your honor and glory. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. As I said last week, we spoke about the altar of, of God and keeping the fire burning at, at all times, uh, not letting it go out. The, the priest were to, Aaron and his sons were to keep that fire going on that, that altar and, and they were to take the ashes out so that uh, the ashes wouldn't smother out the fire. They would daily, they was to go in, they would take the ashes out from the altar, put it beside the altar. They would go change their, their garments that they had on because when they took it out, they had on the holy anointed garments. And they were not to to take the ashes and go without the without the outside of the tabernacle in those garments. So they would have to go change those garments, and they would come back and they would take those ashes without then go outside of the the tabernacle, and they would dump them in a clean place. We talked about how that uh, we should should make sure that the fire continually burns in our lives. It's a picture, the application for us today that we're the temple of God and our hearts are that altar of sacrifice upon which we're to be a living sacrifice. The Lord wants a perpetual burning, a fire of God, one that burns continually in our hearts and lives. He doesn't want us to be lukewarm. He doesn't want us to be cold. He wants us to be on fire for Him. He wants us stirring in our hearts continually. Uh, too much of what we've got today is this, this type of yo-yo Christianity where it's up and down, up and down, up and down. 
in and out, in and out. And God says, hey, listen, I want there to be a fire burning perpetually within your life for me, to live for me. That, and, and, and in order to do that, we've got to daily remove the ashes, the things that, that should not be there that would smother out that fire uh, and have a con and continually, after they took that out, they was to put, put the wood on the fire to keep it burning. And my friend, we need, to, we need to keep putting the wood on the fire to keep that fire roaring in our hearts and lives and staying on fire for God. Instead of all this cooling down and, and having to try to rekindle the fire all the time, we want to keep a hot heart, you might say, for the Lord. The disciples, as they walked with Jesus Christ, they didn't realize it was Jesus Christ after he had rose from the grave on that road to, uh, to Emmaus. Uh, he opened the word of God to them, began to preach to them about himself. And then he went in and he, as he broke bread with them, he revealed himself to them and they, they hurried, he disappeared and they hurried back to the other disciples and they said, did not our hearts burn within us? There should be a burning in our hearts and lives for the Lord himself, for the things of God, for the word of God, to see God do great and mighty things in our lives. And so we got to continually keep that wood fresh on that fire, the word of God, prayer, fellowship with God that the fire would keep burning. But now we come down here to chapter 9, and we see that they had laid the sacrifice upon the altar, and it was acceptable unto the Lord, and the fire of God came down. If you look at that again there, the fire came down and, and consumed that. Verse 24 says, And there came a fire out from before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat, which when all the people saw, they shouted and fell on their faces. The Lord himself kindled that fire, and it consumed that. He might, you might say he started that fire with his presence. But now we get down to chapter 10. We get in, in here, and really there's, if you look at this, this isn't something that just happened a few days later. There really was no divisions there. This is something that just happened as the people fell on their faces. You have... You have uh, Nadab and Abihu, the Aaron's sons, they run and grab their censers and they put some fire in that censer and they put some incense on the sister on the censers and they begin to run out among towards the people. And they was offering strange fire and God killed them. God killed them. Now the Lord didn't consume them as far as burning their bodies up with the fire and and I dare say that it was, you might say, the same fire that came down and consumed that offering on that, on, on that altar. But God killed them with fire from heaven because they did carry their bodies out. Well, what is the strange fire? Look at that verse 1. It says, down towards the end, it says, and offered strange fire before the Lord. Nadab and the sons of Aaron took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord. It's possible, we don't know for certain, that they was wanting to see the fire come down again. We don't know. It's possible that they were trying to reenact it again. We don't know. But what's the strange fire that it's talking about? First of all, this would be something that was not commanded of the Lord for him to do. Look there in the latter part of that verse, it says, which he, com which he commanded them not. So they, they weren't told to do this. this wasn't in they weren't instructed to do this. This was something that they thought of themselves. 
This wasn't part of, of what the Lord had instructed to be done at the time of this offering. It's a very similar to, you might say, adding to the Word of God or taking from the Word of God. Stepping out on your own and, and, and changing the Word of God around to fit you and to be what you want it to be and to try to get it to, to fit your personality or try to get it to fit your situation instead of taking it directly as it came from the Lord. We find here in Revelation chapter 22, it says in verse 18 19, it says, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto them uh, these things, or add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the prophecy of this book, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. And you see how important it is to God that we follow his word and we don't add to it and, and come up with our own type of worship and our own type of things uh, concerning God. He's interested in us serving him. He wants us to follow him. He wants us to worship him. But he doesn't want us to do it our way. He wants us to do it his way. You don't serve the Lord the way you want and choose. You are to serve the Lord in the way he chooses. What makes right, right? And what makes wrong, wrong? It's whether God commands it. That's what makes it right or wrong. And God did not command for them to do this. We're living day and time when there's a lot of stuff going on in a lot of churches that's far from that book. And we're in, we're, and that's one of the reasons I believe that we're in the shape that we're in in America. It's because man has begun to once again do his own thing. Once again, set up his own way of worship. Once again, decide what God should do and shouldn't do. We've got to a place where now even so-called churches are, are saying the, the transgender is okay and the homosexuality is okay and the gay marriage is okay. And, and I, it, gets, it gets into a lot of things like that. And we get into different things where there, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a lot of this drinking going on in, in, in churches today. I mean, uh, Christians are drinking and, and uh, all that stuff going on and different things. And they say, well, you know, the, the, the Lord, no, you need to get into the scripture and find out what the Bible says about that. They'll take one or two verses, twist it the way they want it to be. And that's what they build it off of. We get into this stuff of, well, you know, we don't have to do this anymore. We don't have to do that anymore. And, and we're just, you know, and things have changed. And, but God hasn't changed. So they did what they were not commanded to do. Secondly, that fire that they used in those censers was not fire from the altar. That fire didn't come from the altar. They put fire in that, in those censers, but it was, wasn't fire, it was fire of their own making. Any other time that the Lord accepted the incense from the censers was when they took the coals of fire from off the altar and put it in their censers. On over in Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 12 says, And he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord. And his hands full of sweet incense beaten small and bring it within the veil. Talk about where the fires to come from. 
Numbers chapter 16, verse 46, And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer and put fire therein from off the altar and put on incense and go quickly unto the congregation and make an atonement for them. For there is wrath gone out from the Lord. The plague is begun. And so... The, the coals that was to go, the coals of fire that was to go in those censers uh, before they put that incense in there to burn that and run among the people so as a sweet smelling savor to please the Lord had to come off the altar of God. That burnt offering. Well, that burnt offering was uh, was made. That that's the altar that was uh, where the coals were to come from. It was a fire that God Himself, when He came down and accepted that offering, that it ignited that that wood and all that and burned all that. And then they was to keep that fire burning perpetually, once God had ignited it. Revelation chapter eight and verse five says, "And the angel took the censer." And filled it with fire, notice where the fire come from, of the altar, and cast it into the earth. And there was voices and thunders and lightnings and earthquake. Talk about the tribulation period. Anytime you see God's hand involved, where he's going to accept the fire that's in that, that, that sweet-smelling savor from that incense, from that censer, that fire had to come from a fire he built. From off the altar. And apparently they did not do that. Far too often today, churches are not getting fire from the altar. The preacher had to get fire from the altar on your face, praying, seeking God, getting close to God, confessing your sins, getting that fellowship right with the Lord, drawing nigh to God so that He'll draw nigh to you getting in the Word of God, walking in the Spirit of God, and not after the flesh. Then you can have that fire within that life from off the altar, a fire that God starts. But many churches today, they want to start their own fire, and they want to do it their way, not by Christians drawing nigh to God, confessing their sins, seeking the Lord, drawing nigh to him, but by pumping up maybe with all kinds of music and different things. I mean, they're, they're trying to draw people in with, with coffee shops, T-shirts, selling all that stuff out in the foyer. Say, man, you are old-fashioned. No, I think we'll just stay with the book. And we're trying to build fire in people's lives with all this stuff. And so preachers now are getting up and I know this is going to bother some of you, but possibly, but you know, get up and look like they're ready to go out and work on their car. Got their t-shirt and their jeans on. Well, preacher, it's not the clothes. No, but it's the respect for the one you're preaching about. It's the one you, you're preaching about. Well, give me some verses about that. Glad you asked. Aaron and Aaron's sons put on linen garments when they were to serve in the tabernacle. They were special. 
Now, this ain't special. I, I'm sorry, but it's best I got. And, and really, that's what we're talking about. Most of the time you come in here through the day, you come down to my office, you know what you're going to see? I'm going to be in a pair of blue jeans, maybe a pair of work boots, and a shirt. You see me out, I'll probably have a, a hat on, cover up this old ball head. I've had two or three people say, well, I've seen you on Facebook. You don't look the same. <laughs> I had a lady tell me not too long ago, she's, she's, only, she's never seen me in a suit, and she's supposed to become church. She's supposed to come this Sunday. Supposed to come last Sunday, she's coming this Sunday. She said, I might not recognize you when I come to church. I said, why is that? She said, you'll be dressed up. <laughs> you know why I wear a suit? It's not because I want to. I think we get to heaven, we're going to find out, Brother Auger, if we can find out who come up with this idea of these ties, we need to kick them out. <laughs> but the bottom line is, even in the business world, you hear me? In the business world, they dress up because of position, because of respect. I think we're in the greatest business in the world. I'm not saying that you got to have a suit. I'm not saying that. And I'm not against you just coming in here tonight without a tie or anything like that. I'm not against that. But I'm going to tell you what, sometimes when the preacher steps up on that platform and he looks like, like I said, he's getting ready to go change the oil in his car. And he's going to present to you the greatest thing in the world. There's something wrong with that picture to me. Because it's God's word. It's an office of standing for the Lord. Let me move on. But we have taken the things of God and we have tried to fill our services with the wrong fire. Because we're trying to produce what only God can produce. Notice in verse 24, chapter 9, the fire fell from where? Not from Aaron, not from Moses, but from God and, the, and consumed the offering and the people fell on their face. Can I tell you something? When God gets on the service, you're going to want to get on your face. When the fire, the real fire falls. And so we, we've got to have the right fire, the real fire. It comes by us getting close to God, obeying the Lord. Before too often we're, we're offering this strange fire from self and from the flesh and from the world's idea. Can I say that just because you put the name of God or Jesus or a Holy Spirit in a song doesn't make it mean that it came from off the altar? We need the Spirit of God moving in our song service. We need the Spirit of God moving in our preaching. We need the Spirit of God moving in our services. But boy, I tell you what, we've got to get that fire from the Lord and not from us filling our own censors with the wrong stuff. It's important to notice who offered this strange fire. Look at this, verse 1. 
Nadab and Abihu, notice what it says, the sons of Aaron took either of them his censer and put fire therein. These were the sons of Aaron who also, if you go back and you, if you've been, if you've read, been reading through your, your, your scripture and you start back in Genesis, you've probably already read this about how that they, how the, that they were anointed and how that they, they was given instruction from Moses. It went from Moses, I mean, from God to Moses to, to Aaron and his sons. He, he shared with them how they were to, to conduct themselves, how they were to conduct the offerings. And, and uh, they were anointed with a, a holy oil. And they were, they were uh, 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 sacrifices made specifically for them. And I, 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 every time I think about that, I, I have to stop and think about the time, the, the one where they, they killed the sacrifice, took the blood, put it on the tip of the right ear. On the, on, on, the, on the great thumb, on the right hand, and on the great toe of the right foot. A specific anointing. So they were there. They knew. They knew that they had been. And then when they put the garments on them for the first time, those, those linen uh, 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 garments that they put on them, they were sprinkled with an oil, a holy anointing oil, that God said that if anybody made anything like it, that he would destroy them. Those garments had that on there. They had it, and they took the rest of it. They had sprinkled them and sprinkled upon the altar. They poured it in their hand, and they poured the rest on their head. Individuals. One, two, three, four, and Aaron. There was four sons. But two of those, which were the oldest ones, we think, by who? I've been dead. Were the ones that did it their way. They knew better. These were the sons of Aaron. Just like Aaron and the fa their father, they had been instructed by God through Moses concerning the order and the acts of an acceptable sacrifice. They knew better. They knew the words that given by God, yet they did their own thing. You know what? They were without excuse. If somebody else had done that, they might not have got killed. Might have been something else happened to them, leprosy or whatever. But these men were without excuse. They had the word of God directly. should be a lesson to us, a warning to us. And how we live for the Lord and serve and worship Him, we need to stay with His Word. In fact, the Bible says uh, in Psalms 119 uh, and verse 89, says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So if it's settled, He's not going to change it anyways. And so we should stay with the Word of God. The Lord doesn't change and neither does His Word. Methods may change or expand to a point. 
And when I'm saying that they may change, I'm talking about we do things a little bit different than, the, than your grandparents did. We've got screens on the, on the up here, and, and we use it for, for the singing and, and for announcements and things like that. You're sitting in, in uh, padded chairs. They used to sit on, on hard wooden benches, and some of them didn't even have backs on them. And we got carpet on the floor. We got air conditioners. We got heaters. We got lights. And, and uh, things have changed. Our methods have changed. We do things a little bit different as far as sometimes getting the gospel out. We, we have, uh, 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 we're putting out the word of God on the radio four times a day, uh, seven days a week. And, and we've got the, the uh, uh, ministry of, with the uh, services being live streamed and, and, and the minute and his word going out every day on that and, and we're in other areas that we're doing. We've got gospel tracts that have been printed professionally that, that we hand out. And, and so some things, yes, uh, uh, the, the method may be a little different. But we don't change the word, the message, the person, how you get saved, how you're to live for the Lord, how you're to bring honor and glory to his name. None of us live to ourselves. And no man dies to himself. As a Christian, we're the key to others coming to know the Lord. We're a key in other Christian lives to growing in the Lord. And so it's important what we do. Even you, you young men down here on the front row, it's important what you do with your life, even now, because people are watching. What Abihu, Nadab did, people were watching. And if it would have been, if they would have got by with that, what would have it led to? Taking things farther and farther and farther away from true worship of God. The people would have begun to do that. And they would have went away from God. Can I tell you something? Your life, my life is important. What people see and how we live our lives. Because if we, if we decide, well, you know, I know the Bible says that, but, you know, it, it's, you know, we live in a different day today. I know the Bible says that, but, you know, hey, preacher, uh, man, we're, this is 2023, and, and, and that's, that's a pretty old-fashioned. Maybe old-fashioned, but still God's Word. And we need to stay with it. We don't need to launch out on our own, as did Nadab and Bihu. We need to stay with this old black book and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You see, some things are not up for negotiations or a vote. And God's Word is one of them. God's Word's one of them. Getting ready to close. You say, already? Yeah. In another 30 or 40 minutes. There was a greater requirement upon Nadab and Abihu. I kind of touched on this already, but listen to this. Exodus 28.1 says, And take thou unto thee, he's talking to Moses, the Lord's talking to Moses, and take thou unto thee Aaron thy brother, and his sons with him, 
from among the children of Israel. That's important. Listen to it. That he may minister unto me in the priest's office. And then he names them. Even Aaron, Nadab, the oldest, Abihu, the second oldest, Eleazar, Ithamar, Aaron's sons. He calls them by name. Why? Because he sets them apart from everybody else. That's important. These sons of Aaron were set apart for the ministry in the tabernacle before God and the people. All of Israel's eyes were upon them as they basically stood between them and the Lord. And really whether they did right or wrong. Such is the case for every born-again Christian. The eyes of the lost world and other Christians are upon you as you hold the testimony of God in your lives. Can I tell you that when we don't do what God commands us and we do our own thing, it's strange fire. It's strange fire. And the world sees it. You say, well, preacher, they, you know, they, people are like, oh, you're, you know, oh, boy, you know. You're not here to please people. You're here to please God. We're not here to get the pats on the back from man and the applause of man. We're here to get the gospel out to man. And what they do with that is up to them. And God will work in our hearts, but my friend, we've got to do what the Lord shows us to do and tells us to do from the Word of God. And not be offering this strange fire. They were set apart. You say, well, preacher, they were, they were priests in which we have preachers now. We understand that. You, you're set apart. You were, you, know, you were called into the ministry by God. We're not called to be preachers. The Bible says that every one of us that know Christ our Savior is an ambassador for Christ which means that you are a representative of Christ. If the Lord continues to deal, I'm probably going to preach this Sunday on, I'd rather be an old-time Christian than anything I know. And go back to the Scripture and look what a Christian is. That God may be glorified that he may be magnified. Well, preacher, you can't draw people by being like that. It's not my job to draw them. It's my job to live for the Lord and invite them. It's the job of the Holy Spirit of God to draw them and to work in their hearts. And my friend, about everybody in this room knows what I'm talking about because it was the Holy Spirit that drew you. And oh, how we need to keep that testimony. Luke 12, verse 48 says, But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. But listen to this. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. 
It's a dangerous thing to know what you know. It's a good thing, but it can be a dangerous thing if you don't want to obey the Word of God. The Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that He's Lord. Every one of us shall give an account of what we've done in this body, whether it be good or whether it be evil. We each stand, will stand before the Lord, not concerning what somebody else did, but what we did with what God gave us. To whom much is given, much is required. Some there will be more required of them because there was more given to them. And some that were required didn't use what God gave them. We just got to be careful in this day and time that we don't offer strange fire. We stay with the book, the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We stay on our knees. We stay close to God and let Him keep that heart burning, keeping it on fire, keeping it excited, keeping it stirred, keeping those flames rolling, and He'll get the honor and glory. That's about it. <coughs> Lord, I thank you for loving us. Lord, help us to be careful of how we approach you. And Lord, may we be cautious to never offer strange fire, otherwise to do things our way instead of your way. <coughs> help us to stay with your word because you can't bless anything else. Help us to follow your commands. Help us to realize as a Christian, we've been separated out just like Aaron and his sons were. To be a person that takes the gospel that stands before the people that they might know Christ as their Savior. Every one of us. Help us not to take it lightly. Help us to seek to draw near to you and, and keep that fire burning and keep the wood on the, on the fire of the altar of our hearts to be a living sacrifice unto you. For this we ask and pray in Jesus' name.